Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Catholic voice in America. On this show, I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like why the world isn't working right now. The Protestant Reformation is over. Christians now have more commonalities than differences, yet evil is spreading and the enemy is winning because we're still fighting each other over self-righteous labels and high-level theology. If you disagree with me, then you're part of the problem. Listen, as Christians, we're all baptized into God's family. We all want heaven, and we all struggle with the same human brokenness. United we stand, divided we fall, it's that simple. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist who was almost murdered twice. But God spared me because he had a higher purpose for my life. My mission is to unify Christians everywhere. This show was created for you, the person who wants to be accepted and loved and reminded that God has a higher purpose for your life. Let's get started. Today, our featured guest is Shirley Baldwin, and you can find her at getwhatyouwantfromyourman.com. Ladies, this show may be for you. Getwhatyouwantfromyourman.com. All right, so Shirley Baldwin is an entrepreneur and success coach who has devoted her life to serving others. Over the past 15 years, her clients have included major league baseball players, celebrities, children, women in transition, and couples. Shirley has a magical ability to love and connect with individuals on their level. So she's going to meet you right where you're at. She lives in Gilbert, Arizona with her soulmate, Jeff, and their blended family. There's so many cool things in that little bio, in that introduction. I like it. So Shirley, welcome to the show. Welcome to Broken Catholic. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? First of all, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Um, fill in the gaps. Well, blended family means we have seven kids and two grandbabies. I raised my four. They're 15, 20, 22, 24. And then now I have three new babies to raise, and they're four, nine, and 11. So doing it all over again. What is that like for you really quickly? uh exciting and exhausting <laughs> all at the same time i love it the two e's exciting exciting and exhausting like most of our lives bc nation okay so here uh before i get into this uh shirley why what do you what's tell us something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know uh i've lived in 58 houses and i'm 48 that's insane. Oh my gosh. There's quite a story behind that. We're going to unpeel that onion, BC Nation. And I, and I just want to acknowledge Shirley because Shirley had a physical accident happen to her and she was going to not be here today. And I poked at her and she showed up with integrity and kept her commitment, even though she literally just drove from the hospital to, to be here with us today. So I just want to acknowledge you for doing that. That's what life looks like, BC Nation. It's not all glamour. Sometimes it sucks and you got to go through the suck. And God's got something bigger for you on the other side of that, okay? So I invited uh, Shirley on the show because she and I met at a conference a while back. Uh, I was out in Austin, Texas. And 
I just connected with her and she had a presence about her and a confidence on the stage. And then she's like, has like this unique niche she works in. She's like connected with a lot of the major league baseball players as a female in a very male dominated profession and sport. And she was speaking about that. And I was like, wow, this, this gal's different. And she has a great energy about her, a great presence. So I really wanted to bring her on the show and hear about her personal journey, what her spiritual journey has been like, and what God's been up to in her life. So that's why she he she's here. Shirley, before we get into that story, let's go big and broad for a second. Why do you think the world isn't working right now? Let's see. I, okay. So I would say that all of our life we are raised in with this right and wrong box. It's like my favorite, my favorite visual. And I, I feel like we have this world that's just filled up with egocentricity. And if we put everything in either the right box or the wrong box, right? If we feel that we're right, that makes everyone else wrong. And so I think that every single person in the world has a different perspective we were all put here for a different purpose. And if we only live in those two boxes, it's really hard to accept or love or have charity for anything else that's out there except for what we know. And so I have developed in my life this huge space in between that's called the just is box. Just and is? It just, just is. is. It, just it just is what it is. It's not right. It's not wrong. And when we can look at other people in that space and not in the right or wrong space, we're able to just have so much more acceptance and love. And I feel that that's what's wrong is that, that the world doesn't do that. That's such a great answer. Like it really is a great answer. And as you were saying it, what's showing up for me is uh, the Bible verse, and you know your Bible, you were raised with it, uh, but the Bible verse where uh, it's the condemned prostitute, right? And the, the village, the town, the Pharisees, they all drag her out to the outskirts of town and they're going to stone her to death, right? And then Jesus walks in mm -hmm. as the wall of protection for her, right? And he writes in the, with his finger in the ground and everything. And then he says, whoever has no sin amongst you, cast the first stone. Like right there, they were in the right they're like, we're right, well, which means she's wrong, and therefore she deserves death. And Jesus is like, you're all wrong in different ways, aren't you? You all have sin just like she has. You just have a different name for your sin. Right? So I really get that. What shows up for you in that? Well, I feel I saw a bumper sticker once. It's my favorite, one of my favorite sayings, and that's, don't judge me because I've sinned differently than you. And I feel that, you know, we're all raised with a story. We're all told a story that creates who we are and every story is differently. So how can one thing be wrong or right? My kids will say, yeah, but murder is wrong, mom. And I say, what if someone is breaking in the house and, and trying to hurt my children? Would it be wrong then? You know, so there's always a, there's always a place where, I'm just so grateful that I'm not the judge, <laughs> that there is only one judge who has way more ability to do that than us because, you know, we have this insides and our intentions and, and, and what we learn and what we know and what stories have been told to us. And we all operate from that place, which is, which is 100% 
our own unique place to operate from. Everybody has something different. So yeah, I, I really try to look at the world differently. And I know that I live with peace and calm and love. I'm able to love people. And, and I think that when you come from a place like that, or, you know, that isn't that everybody else is wrong because I think I'm right. Then it just gives that a sad ability. Now, BC Nation, I know some of you right now are listening right now and you are so like building up like an argument and, and you're like, no, I disagree, Shirley. There is absolute truth. There is absolute good and there's absolute evil. You're right. There is. What you're wrong about is that it's your place to judge <laughs> like that. You get the say in it. You don't. And I love that. Don't judge people because they've sinned differently than you. You want something to get angry about? Look in the mirror and, and look at the, the stuff you're doing that's hurting people and hurting yourself. And then ask God to help you with that. Like to, to transform you before you go out and want to transform the world and transform others. Like, I think that's so powerful. And I'm really glad you brought that up, Shirley, because yeah, that's why the world's not working right now. You're so right. All right, let's get into your story, girl. How did you first experience God in your life? So tell us a little background about the faith you were raised in or weren't raised in. Like, what did that look like uh, as, as a child? So I would say I came from a mixed religion family. My mom was raised Catholic, Catholic boarding school. She was an orphan. She lived with nuns. She, I mean, she was raised very strict Catholic. My dad was Protestant. Neither had, I would say, really solid religious traditions or anything. We would go to church once in a while, um, Christmas maybe, not even that all the time. Um, mm. How I was raised, they, they kind of allowed us kids, I had seven, or there were seven of us, seven kids, and they just kind of allowed us to go to whatever churches we wanted and to, to check out and try out. So I've been to so many different, you know, religious places that, that all practice it differently. So I got a sense very early on that there was a God and that there was a devil. Like my parents would say, you know, um, my mom would say there's good and there's bad. And, and when you do something good, you get a red mark in your little book of whatever. And if you do something bad, you get a black mark. And at the end of your life, you just hope you have way more red marks and black marks. And so I kind of grew up just with a sense of right and wrong, but and there, and there brings those boxes, right? What's right and what's wrong. And according to my parents. So I spent a lot of time checking out other churches. I, I feel that I've always been connected to God, even though I didn't even know anything about him. But there was always something there for me that was protecting me and loving me and, and, want, and helped me to want to be more. And so I was one of those kids who was constantly searching to find the place that I fit in. And when you said that I'm different, I am different. <laughs> I've really struggled my whole life fitting in. And so I feel that, um, but I always knew that I had a purpose. I didn't even know what that word was, but I knew that it, I knew that I had a purpose. So that's awesome. So ever since you were a little girl, you always had this knowing within you that there is a God, there is a right and wrong and that you have a purpose. He has a purpose for your life. So fast forward to present day, where would you say you find yourself right now in your spiritual journey? I feel, so I, I, I wrote this book recently and um, it's get what you want from your man. That's hence the, 
website. Um, and I think that kind of took me even further into, into my journey, but I, I know for a fact there's a God and I know that I would, I was made in his image and I feel pretty solid on my belief system as far as how important scripture is, how important it is to love. I, I think that love and charity, you know, we want to be like him. I think everyone in the world is trying to get to anyone who, who believes in a greater divine source. We're all trying to just get to that, right? We're all, we're all trying to become what we need to be, to be enlightened or to be, you know, to make it to heaven or whatever the, those purposes are. But I think that um, where I am today is I really try to continue to just keep myself aligned with who I am, with loving people, with accepting people where they're at, with serving, serving gets us out of everything <laughs> of ourselves. Mm. You know, I try to check in with myself a lot to see who I'm being in, in my relationships. And so I don't, I mean, I feel that God lives in my life every single day. But I don't know that people would necessarily see me as some spiritual leader because I don't, I don't think that I need to preach that to have it just be there. I try to just be an example. Mm, I really get that. And I get what you're saying. Like we all have different paths to God, mm -hmm. right? And no two paths may look the same because we've all had different life experiences, childhoods, trauma, uh, personal decisions, good choices, bad choices, et cetera, along the way. So it's really difficult uh, to match up, you know, two people's fingerprints of life, right? There, there, there is no identical. And I think that goes back to what you said about why the, why the world's not working right now, which is only God can judge the heart of man. Because only right. God knows all the intricacies of that human life and what each of us has been through and his plan for each of us. And all we can look at is observe the behavior of others and then cast judgment. Mm -hmm. But we don't know what's going on in their heart and what they've been through. And until you walked into the, in their shoes, shut up. Right. Like, shut up. Seriously. Like, Look down at your own shoes and, and ask how you're doing. Like check in with God. Hey, God, how am I doing? How's my life looking? Is it lined up with your will, with your plan for my life? If it's not, I want to know. No matter how ugly it looks, I, I, I want that, right? And, and that's really difficult, that conversation to have, right? To just get real about what's so. Like you, you said you have a box of, uh, what do you call it, just is? Yeah. Yeah. Your just is box. So many times, Shirley, I think we don't look down in our own life to see what just is and where we're at and how are we doing? And I think if we did that, we'd have enough to work on. <laughs> then we wouldn't have time to look at outwards at others. What's showing up for you right now? I see something. Well, I, well, my whole, I guess like what I write about and what I coach about. And when I work in, with people, I, I'm a relationship coach. And so the thing that is the biggest thing for me is to look within ourselves. And I believe that we can create anything we want in our relationships. We can have anything we want. And I believe that we can do that by how we're being 
in our relationships, not by manipulation, not by head games, not by trying to compete, but who are we being? And so if something in my relationships is off, I check in with myself. What am I doing that would have that person feel the way they're feeling? Or how am I being that would, you know, create this animosity or contention or, and so I, so what you're saying about looking at your own shoes, that's really important to me because I feel that that's, if we all worried about what we were doing and how we are showing up in the world and how we can have cause in the matter, it just changes everything in our relationships. And you can, you can meet the most closed off, negative, angry person, and you can turn them around by how you're being, or you can join them. (laughs) I really like what you're saying, Shirley, not because it's agreeing with my last point. I think it's uh, one of my favorite quotes uh, is C.S. Lewis when when he was asked, what do you think is wrong with the world? And he looked back and he said, I'm what's wrong with the world. Like he took personal responsibility. If I showed up powerfully and lived the way I say that I believe, and each of us did that, the world would work. Period. End of discussion. And and we can't look at, oh, they're not showing up the way they say a bunch of hypocrites. Shut up and look in the mirror. Right. Like, How are you doing? Right. And if we all just took that personal accountability and personal responsibility, I think not only would our lives start to work, but the world would start to work. And uh, I'll, I'll just add this one last point here is that I, like if I look at uh, somebody else's relationships, I can literally see what their relationship with God is like. Because I believe this, if your human relationships aren't working, it's 100% because your relationship with God isn't working. You can't be disconnected with other human beings and be fully connected with God. In other words, you can't say, I love God and then hate your brother. It just doesn't work that way, right? So, and you can't say, I'm, com- I'm completely connected with all the, the people in my life, 100% and everything's just working, but then you have a disconnection with your creator. Sorry, right. they're made in his image and likeness. We're all one. What's showing up? Well, if you think about a triangle and... These are, you know, I don't know if you've heard this before, but if, if, if this is you and the person you're having a relationship with, and this is God, the closer each of you get to God, the closer you get to each other too. And ah, so, like headed to the top of the triangle where it yeah, comes together. So, okay. Well, and you know, down here you're far apart, but the more that we try to become like him, the more we, the, the more we listen to him, the more we, you know, use him to, learn from the closer we become to uh, to other people and if both people are doing it if one person's here and one person's here you know there's always that disconnect but yeah i believe that i i believe that we you know god lives inside of us and so if we if we follow him and learn from him and if you if we want to become like him and we're striving all the time to become like jesus be you know we can't go wrong in that. We can't Love go it. wrong. In our I like that metaphor of the triangle. I think that's brilliant. I don't know if you're the source of that or someone else. Okay, got it. So 
you know, for our non-viewers, if you're just listening on the podcast right now, you know, Shirley held up her hands in the form of a triangle. And she said, God is at the top. And the further you get away from God and the person you're in relationship gets away from God, now you're going down the, the triangle. And just like a triangle, you get further and further and further away from that other person as well. So the further you're away from God, the further you are away from each other in your human relationships. The closer you are to God, the closer you are to each other. It's brilliant. I love it. We should end the show right here, Shirley. <laughs> Fantastic. I wish I owned yeah, she, and you know what? I mean, God gives us, biblically, right? He gives us um, the image of the Trinity, right? Which is that triangle shape, right? The family of God, it looks like the triangle. And I think that's exactly it right there, right? There's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And then there's us as the body of Christ. And, and we all fit into the family of God. All right, cool. Let's go here. Uh, what are your top three tips or strategies that you have used to really grow in your own personal relationship with God, getting closer to the top of that triangle? Uh, one, I would say get out of, I get out of my own way. I don't always do this, but I give that tip to myself quite often. I, I, I believe that there's intention and intuition and intuition is given to us by God and intention is what we're trying to be in the world. And so it's when, if we can, merge those two things together, then you create the best scenario. And so I try, I, I think getting out of your own way and allowing your intentions and your intuitions to become one so that um, you can, you know, I, when, when I'm in that space, I feel like I'm a, just a portal. Mm, I'm not sure I'm really getting that. Break that down a little deeper, expand on that. Like, what does that look like in your, your actual day? Okay, so I, if I'm if I'm working with a couple and, and or an individual and I am trying to be something to them, like I like I'm coming from my mind and I just want to fix them, and somehow I feel like I have that power, you know. So mm -hmm. I I think that sometimes we allow our intention to get in the way of our intuition. And intuition, if I just love and serve that person, then then I feel that God is just working through me like I'm a portal and it's just intuition. It just comes from my heart and it comes out. And at the end, I'm like, wow, that was brilliant. How did I, you know, but I realize that it's not just me, but when I, when I get into my head and my intention is to fix somebody, then, then that's putting them in a space that I don't feel that they need to be, you know, fixing someone is feeling sorry for them or putting them below us. Or when I can just meet them where they are and, and love them and serve them, um, then I'm just a portal to help them. But when I come from a space of just intention of, you know, with my own ulterior motive or whatever, then, then it's, it, it just doesn't work that way. It doesn't, it's not pure and it doesn't come from God. So I, so I guess merging those, cause we should have some intention, right. Of wanting to love and serve and, and then allow our intuition to take over. But I, I realize that sometimes when I'm talking or speaking, or if I let my head get in the way of my heart, mm. then I, then it just doesn't come out as beautiful. If I just talk, if I just open up and let God work through me, then, then there, then there's my purpose and that's my, and then I'm the portal. And then what needs to be said is said. I like that a lot. And I say it this way, and maybe this, this just wraps it up in a bow is your mind is a liar. Your heart speaks the truth. 
And this is very important. And BC Nation, if you're coming at things from your head, from your mind, just know that your mind lies to you all day long about you're not good enough, you're unworthy, it's not going to work out for you, you don't deserve this, you're a loser, right? You're, you're broken, right? God doesn't love you. God's not a good God. God's not trustworthy. He's not a, a good father, right? These are all the lies your mind is filling up with all day long. So your mind lies to you, but your heart speaks the truth. And where does God say he lives? In the human heart. He doesn't say I live in the human mind. He lives in the heart. So Shirley's really showing up with get out of your own way and come from a, a place from your heart, not from your mind. And it's okay to set the intentions. Like uh, my intention is to be love to those around me. That's a great intention. That's all you should do in your head, <laughs> right? Now go to your heart and just show up and be. And sometimes that may be like just sitting with them and being present as they're grieving and going through a struggle in their life or hugging them and embracing them. Mm-hmm. Or it may be like giving them tough love in a, in a situation where they're missing something and there's a blind spot and you're like, hey, you're saying this over here, but you're not actually living it over here. And I really think you could have a breakthrough if you did, mm-hmm. right? So love could show up different ways. All right, so get out of your own way. I really got that now, Shirley. What's your number two strategy? for really um, growing in your spiritual journey and your walk with God? Well, I think one of the things that you said is just not feeling like we're enough, not feeling uh, worthy. And I, I try to remember that God in, in my mind is like our father. And I think about how I feel about my kids and how I would never, no matter what they did, no matter what sin, no matter what, I love them with all my heart and I want to give them the best opportunities to, and I would do anything for them and I would never stop loving them. And they're always worth it and always worthy and, and always enough to me. And so if I feel like that, imagine what a perfect heavenly father would feel like. And so I do try really hard to embrace that and to remember when I don't feel good enough or I don't feel worthy. You know, there was a, there was a time in my life where I felt that God must have hated me because of all the things that he put me through and all the trials, you know, that I went through and how did he allow these things to happen? And, and then I realized as I overcame each thing that he was really blessing me with those things to be able to have the ability to serve others and to help them to get through. Um, you know, I've, I've been through so many different things that I feel that I can help so many people in so many ways. And so, so to, to realize that, to see him as a heavenly father and to see me as a mother and, and to think that he's, he's got however many amounts of love times anything that I've ever had for me. So yeah, just believing and, and trying to see it in that space where we are, you know, we're, we're loved and we are enough and we are perfect right where we're at. Love it. You know, BC Nation surely brings up a great point. I, I know some of you may be struggling in your faith journey right now because you've been hurt and people have hurt you and broken your trust, maybe as you were a child or whatever. And normally it's with your parents. And sometimes so many dads have abandoned their kids. Maybe your dad was one of those guys that walked out on you or hurt you or broke your trust. So immediately, I believe the way we see our human 
fathers is how we, is what we project onto our heavenly father. So if our human father hurt us or we couldn't trust him, well, now I can't trust my heavenly father, right? Etc. And he's going to hurt me somehow. And I think it's awesome because if you're a good parent, which you know you are, you know you love your kids, you know what Shirley is saying resonates with your heart, that you would do anything for them and there's nothing they could do wrong where you wouldn't forgive them and take them back. Well, where do you think that source of compassion comes from? Did you create it? Did you make that up on your own? All of a sudden, you just have this parental heart of love. Where did that come from? Random accident? Big bang theory? Like, seriously, like, use your brain here. Mm-hmm. Like, it came from the one who created you. You didn't come up with that goodness within you that, that has that heart of a parent or a father or a mother. So if you have that as a broken human, imagine how perfectly awesome and loving and compassionate your heavenly father is. And I really get that, that Shirley just brought that into the conversation and it's beautiful. Shirley, what's your number three strategy? So number three is to realize that we are here on this earth for a purpose and to learn. Nobody's perfect. The, and the way that we learn is through trials. And so I would say, like, I think of life as a roller coaster. There are ups and downs, and I try to have more ups than downs. But I realize that you go down fast and go up slow sometimes, you know. But every trial that we have is a learning, is, is a learning opportunity for us. And the more we learn, so I've really, as I've gotten older, I've realized, okay, what do I got to learn from this? learn it quick, get rid of it, you know, because we're just going to keep getting it until we learn. And so mm-hmm. I guess to just realize and to embrace and we're, I think that there's this mindset a lot of times where, okay, if I just get through this next thing, I'll be okay. And if I can just get past this, I'll be okay. And, and, and we think that there's an end, but to realize that the rest of our life is going to be a series of unfortunate events or a series of trials to, to actually just like take those trials, embrace them, fill them, go through them and, and learn as fast as we can learn so that we can get to the next trial because that is life and that is real. And unfortunately and fortunately, I think having that mindset, we don't get stuck in this victimization role where we're just all, you know, woe is me all the time. It's like, okay, what's next? Bring it. I'm going to learn. I'm going to grow. I'm going to be better. I'm going to be able to help someone else or I'm going to be able to um, get closer to God or, you know, become a better person through it. So to just realize that trials are going to keep coming and just allow them to come and embrace them and get through them as fast as you can. So Shirley, I'm going to push back a little bit on that. Like I want to be happy, darn it. Why I believe, right. And I'm, I'm, this isn't Joseph Warren. I'm just, you know, pushing back for fun. (laughs) Okay. So I believe that I was created to be happy and I want to live a happy life. And I believe that if God loves me, then he wants me to be happy too. Cause right. He's a good father. You're saying he's a good father. So why wouldn't he want his kids to be happy? So the whole purpose of my life is to be happy and I want to be happy. I don't want to be sad. I don't want to go through storms and struggle, Shirley. So what do you, what would you say to me about that? I think the purpose of living here on earth is to be happy, darn it. I would say happiness isn't a cho- is a choice <laughs> and you can choose to be happy in any situation. I, I feel that I'm a very happy person and I think others would see me as a happy person and I've been through some stuff. <laughs> so 
and I still go through stuff every single day. I mean, I, I just found out I have to have hip surgery and I don't get to go to Costa Rica in February for, to do yoga and surf. And, you know, so I can lay around and cry about that or I can be like, okay, well now I get to go see Joseph again at new media summit, or, you know, I get to expand something is there's a reason there's a reason for everything. And, and so, yeah, happiness is a choice. Like it, it's for sure. I believe it's a choice. And I know that there are days where we don't have that, but how do we know what happiness feels like if we don't suffer? Mm, love it. All right, BC Nation, we are speaking with Shirley Baldwin. You can find her at getwhatyouwantfromyourman.com. She's an author. Go get the book, getwhatyouwantfromyourman.com. All right, and Shirley's dropping on us some wisdom explosion. She's saying, here's the three steps to just growing in your, your faith, your spiritual journey, growing closer to God. One, get out of your own way. What that looks like is get out of your mind and get into your heart. That's where God shows up. That's what God asked of you, just to show up as love for others in your life, right? Love God first and then love others. Those are the two great commands. Number two, Shirley says, you want to see God as a heavenly father, just like you're a loving parent times a thousand is your heavenly father. That much love. He's got a plan for your life. He's a loving father and you can trust him. And then number three, she says, you're on earth to learn from your struggles and your storms. Learn the lessons fast and don't think it's going to be the last storm or the last trial. It's not. Life was made to be difficult. Why? Because it's temporary. This isn't your permanent home. Wherever you are in your faith journey, like get the evidence. You don't have to believe the same as me or as Shirley, but like observe the evidence. Why does life keep showing up with struggles and storms if it's all meant to be happy and easy? Like that's reality. You got to deal with it just is. It's the just is box, right? Life sucks. It really does. When you look at life and all the wars and famines and how we hurt each other as humans and kill each other and destroy each other and the greed and all the poverty, when you look at life as a whole, life is ugly. It sucks. It really does. The majority, like if you did the 80-20 rule, 80% of it is, is ugly and hard and difficult. And 20% of it is beautiful and amazing. And those wonderful, you know, up moments, those peaks, but 80% is valleys, right? So don't expect that it's all going to be, uh, you know, all the peaks of life because you're setting yourself up for false expectation, which leads to frustration, despair, hopelessness, and eventually suicide. And that's just the most depressing thing of all, right? And I think a lot of our young people are wrestling with this. All right. How did I do on that summary, Shirley? Anything uh, you want to add to that? I think you did pretty good. Just love. Yeah. <laughs> no, ex no expectations. The, the, the less expectations we have, the less disappointed we are. I love it. All right. So, Shirley, we're going to, into my favorite part of the show, Broken Catholic. Welcome <laughs> to the confession round as a... A born and raised cradle Catholic. I know you appreciate what I did there. Welcome to the confession round. Okay, so I'm going to ask you 12 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. It's just for fun. Don't overthink it. Are you ready? Uh, sure. All right, here we go. Uh, what is your favorite sound? Country music. 
<laughs> Got it. What's your least favorite sound? A crying baby. Aw. All right, being real and transparent, what are you most afraid of? Death. Mm, got that. What did you spend way too much time doing in your 20s? Worrying about my appearance. Got it. What secret fear do you have about people? How they feel about me. Yeah, I get that. It's very human. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? Just that he's love and accepting of anything. What do you wish you were better at? Speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. What dream are you secretly scared of pursuing? Becoming a speaker. Look at that, how those two go together. What is a new habit you want to form? Uh, more consistency in okay. every, yeah. In all areas of your life? Mm -hmm. Got it. What's a bad habit you want to break? Not feeling good enough. Mm, got that. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Uh, love. Growing. And hopeful. Love it. Pick three words to describe who you were before you experienced God in your life. Fearful, fearful, fearful. <laughs> <laughs> fearful times three. <laughs> Got it. And last question. If you could come back to life after you died, look your family, your friends, your children in the eye and give them only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? Love yourselves. Mm. Don't sweat the small stuff. Got it. And it's all small stuff. All right, Shirley, any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God versus not? I believe that having a relationship with God gives us a, it gives us a purpose. It gives us a plan. It gives us a, something to reach for, a place to fit in, a place to belong. So all of our basic human needs are, are taken care of when we when we can love and believe that there is a God. Love it. What's the best way for BC Nation to reach out to you if they so choose? They can email me at Shirley at get what you want from your man.com or go onto my website. Um, there's Facebook, Shirley Baldwin Owens and Instagram. SF Baldwin one. <laughs> so I'm there. Got it. And take 30 seconds and tell us about um, the new project you're working on uh, with the mentorship and major league baseball. What do you got going on there? Okay. Well, I'm a relationship coach and I used to think that I've, I've worked in major league baseball for about 15 years and I, I started wondering what made me successful in that. And I realized that being a woman and, and staying a woman in that man's world was really important. So I learned a lot about that. And, and then I quit baseball, wrote a book for women and realized that I didn't have to choose between the two of them. And all of it is about relationship coaching. So I do run a business helping college, high school, 
independent league players mentally prepare for the next level. And it's all about relationship building. And I even help them build relationships with current baseball people in the MLB, like uh, GMs and coaches and scouts. And I have a huge network and I work with these kids to help them so that once they get to that level, they are solid in that. And so that my website is mymajorleaguementor.com. And that's what I do. I mentor, I mentor people to get into the major leagues. And I'm, I'm guessing a- there's a lot of listeners right now that are parents that would love their kids to be in the major leagues. And you're saying that you can literally show them the path as well as open the doors and make the connections. Yes. Yes, I'm very, my business is very unique. There isn't anyone out there who does what I do. I believe that. Like, cause when you were on stage and I heard what you did, I'm like, I've never heard that before in all my years in business, yeah. what she's doing. It's very unique, very niche, very vertical. And it's literally based upon the fingerprint of your life, which is very unique. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. get that. Thank you. Yeah, there, I, I definitely have a, in and major league baseball and it's been it's been pretty cool to narrow it down to this focus to get kids before i used to work with mlb players and now i work with them before they get to that place to help kind of solve a lot of those things before they get in there so that's awesome so if you're a parent and you want your kids in the major leagues reach out to shirley baldwin she can help you the question is does she want to are you that right person or not cool All right, so we've been speaking with Shirley Baldwin. Shirley, thank you for being on Broken Catholic today, for sharing your heart, uh, for being transparent, and for showing up, even though you just walked out of the hospital literally an hour ago. Like, that's what life looks like. It's not all glamorous. It's work, but you got to go through the suck. So thank you for being on the show, and I wish you God's peace, God's love, and God's transformation in your own life. Thank you, Joseph. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. God bless. BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I'll see you right back here next week.